Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I am your host, Pete Costanas. Today's date is February 6, 2022. This is episode 103, season five. And thank you for joining me today. I have a very interesting show coming up. Uh, I will be discussing the Brandon Iron Restaurant that was located in Oklahoma, Illinois. And I will talk about my uh, memories of watching uh, TV weather forecasters in the past in Chicago. Uh, I will talk about current ones as well and uh, my memories of them. And uh, I will discuss a couple of things before we uh, go into those topics. But first, uh, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you to the courtesy of Sunshine Chipperoo's Cookies. And here is a commercial from 1979. Enjoy, everybody. Me, baked with lard? I prefer vegetable shortening. Lard in my baking? I use vegetable shortening. I can't always bake, so I depend on Sunshine. Compare labels. Some companies bake with lard, but Sunshine brand cookies and crackers are baked with 100% vegetable shortening. And ingredients like real chocolate chips and real skim milk cheese. I care about that. I just care about how they taste. Sunshine brand, baked with 100% vegetable shortening, not lard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for uh, Sunshine. Uh, it was not just Chipperoo's. It was also for Cheez-It. Uh, Chipperoo's is gone. Cheez-It is still around, but I forgot who owns the uh, the brand. I think Nabesco. I forgot. Anyway, and uh, my favorite product from the Sunshine um, Baking Company was uh, Hydrox. Those uh Cookies that look like Oreos. Uh, they were, I discussed that in a previous podcast episode. I love those because they were much, they weren't that sweet as Oreos, but they're more darker uh, cookie texture. It's delicious. Oh, I wish they'd bring it back. I love that. Okay. As I said in the beginning of the program, I would just talk about the Brandon Iron restaurant that was in Oklahoma, Illinois, and also the TV weather forecasters in the past. Uh, I will discuss those in about a moment, but uh, I want to talk about a couple things before the, uh, before I get started. Uh, on episode 101, I discuss about Chicago's forgotten bread companies or bread brands. And someone, a couple people mentioned this and posted on my Facebook page. Why didn't you mention Roman meal? And I said, oh, I forgot all about Roman meal. So they don't make that anymore. I think they make it overseas. I have not seen it in the store. So I think they stopped about maybe uh, seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. Uh, my mother never bought that brand. It was a wheat bread. Uh, from what I heard, uh, it was very good. And it was uh, also 
They also had natural whole grain bread, and uh, I'm sure it was delicious. It really was. But um, no, I, I completely forgot about it. I apologize to everyone. Also, a couple more breads. Well, actually, this is not bread. This is from Tip Top Bread. Uh, they made Lucky Cakes. And uh, from what I I don't, I remember seeing them, but I never had them. And I remember they were very good. And the Tip Top company made them. And they made like some of like a ding, uh, similar to Ding Dongs or kind of other cakes. And they were delicious from what, from what uh, people remembered from the 50s and 60s. And there was another brand of bread called Hollywood. And that type of bread was diet. You know, it was light bread. And uh, that was during the fad of the 60s where people were you know, trying to lose weight. When, you know, when Tab Cola was introduced or uh, Sago, the drink, you would drink. It's like Slim Fast. <laughs> and uh, so that was... Uh, I don't know. I never had. I've, I've never seen it in the stores, but uh, I don't. They don't make it anymore. So that's the that's that for the bread. <laughs> yeah, I apologize again to everyone. I forgot to mention those uh, because there were so many. You know, there were so many of that. Also, oh, the the next thing I will talk about is um, the posts I had on my page. Um, there were some couple of anniversaries and some interesting photos I posted. One was a, uh, well, first off, uh, I forgot about this. Uh, I mentioned about the book, the Chicago's lost, uh, lost Chicago department stores, uh, authored by Leslie Goddard. And that's, I believe that book is being sold out. I don't think you could find any because, uh, you know, it proved to be so popular, uh, I am mentioned in the book twice. Uh, I mentioned about Weebolt's department store in Fort City and also about the donut machine that was at Gately's People's Store in the Rosa neighborhood on Michigan Avenue because that's a wonderful memory. And uh, the other thing I posted this week was a float. Uh, that was uh, They had a parade on State Street in the early 60s, and it was from Sinclair Gas and Oil. And you remember Dino the Dinosaur before? Not Dino from the Flintstones. So, and uh, from what I've read, the comics, uh, that company's still around, but it's not in Chicago. They have gas stations out west. So, and uh, and Chicago at one time they were very uh, prominent. You know, you go in every corner like that, and they have the lo- the mascot Dino. Yeah, I remember they were so they sold the uh, transistor radios. Of those, and I found one on eBay, and I posted that uh, years ago on the page. So that's uh, that's pretty good. Okay, and the other things I posted were uh, there was the uh, C- uh, the Sears department store in Oak Brook Center, and because uh, Oak Brook Center opened sixty years ago this year, this year sixty years, it was one of the stores, and it looked like uh, the store looked like something out of the Jetsons. So. Uh, it was there for a long time. Uh, then they closed it. They remodeled it, and then they closed it again. I didn't understand that. That's a waste. That was terrible. And uh, I don't know what's there now. I haven't been to Oak Brook in maybe in a couple of years, so maybe I'll check it out. What it is now? And uh, a couple more things. Let's see. I posted about uh, Prince Castle's grape sherbet. I never had grape sherbet or sherbet. <laughs> 
I've had orange, I've had raspberry, and I have had rainbow, but not grape. I'm sure it's delicious. And because Prince Castles made wonderful hamburgers at the time, then it turned into Cock Robin restaurant. And uh, never eaten there. Never eaten there. Uh, the next photo I posted was Ben Franklin. Uh, it was the Five and Dime store. They were all over the country. I think there are a couple still around, not in Chicago. Uh, the only one I remember by me where I live was in Palos Heights. It was like on Harlem Avenue South. And it was there for a long time. And uh, I can't think of another location. But this one I posted it was in Riverdale, Illinois. And a lot of people remember they loved it. You could, it was like Woolworths in a way, but uh, it was like arts and crafts and uh, Halloween decorations or car, uh, greeting cards. It was a good store. Really good store. And the last thing uh, I posted was the 50th anniversary of the Greek restaurant Hellenic House. <laughs> when my, my parents watched a, a TV show called Hellenic Theater on Sunday nights on Channel 26 on WCIU, and it was hosted by Bobby Papadimus. And he advertised this restaurant all the time. And I've never been there, but it was located at uh, 4836 North Lincoln Avenue on the north side, right near uh, the German neighborhood. It was considered a new Greek town, not the old Greek town in Halstead, but this is the new Greek town. And it was there for a long time. And uh, I don't know who owned it, but uh, it was there for... Eh, during the 70s and 80s, you know, early 80s. But, uh, and uh, Bobby Papadimus uh, was an interesting guy. I will talk about him in the show in a, in a future podcast. This is uh, interesting. He was, like I say, he was a very interesting fellow. So I'll do some research on him. Okay. Okay, let's get down to the nitty gritty. I will discuss the Branding Iron restaurant. And, I posted a photo a couple days ago of the bowling alley. It was a restaurant slash bowling alley. And, uh, you know, that took uh, back a lot of memories for people where they bowl, where they ate there, or just hang, uh, hung out there. I wrote a story about the Brandon Iron on my blog, blog on July 18th, 2019. And uh, I went there once, I believe, maybe twice, I think once. And uh, that place was huge. It accommodated uh, 300 cars. It was a big parking lot. And uh, they were famous for their ribs. And they also had uh, salads. And uh, they had, like, with the Lazy Susan at your table so you can choose what garlic dressing, uh, not garlic dressing, but whatever salad dressing you like. They're, they're famous with garlic dressing. They have yeah, other kinds. Also, you made your own ice cream sundaes. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, your desserts. And, of course, the famous dessert was the donut holes. Those uh, powdered sugar ones. Oh, they were awesome. And uh, they had a second location in Diners Grove. It was at uh, on Butterfield Road and Finley Road. Right over there. And uh, I went once when I was in 1979. I went with a few friends. Uh, they invited me to go bowling and have some dinner. I didn't tell my parents. You know, they don't they don't like eating. They don't like me eating out. <laughs> but it's high school. You're going to hang out with your friends. 
So we went there one Saturday night. Uh, we uh, bowled a couple games. Uh, you know, I'm okay bowler. That's the only sport I like. And uh, we ordered ribs. Delicious. Wonderful. And the donut holes, of course. And uh, that was... That was great. It was wonderful. It, it was a big... That restaurant opened in 1959. And uh, let's see. What else? So the, they closed that about, eh, I don't know, late 80s or 90s. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, right now, there's a Bank of America, and there's like a medical building. There's a lot of them in Oakland. You know, because I remember the Holiday Inn was there. Um, but they opened a new Branding Iron restaurant on Harlem Avenue, uh, right uh, right around 71st Street. It's right by the Seat Geek Stadium, you know, where the Chicago Fire play. I don't know if they play there anymore. Uh, so I haven't been there yet, but I want to go one day. From what I understand, uh, I don't know if it's from the family, you know, if they're relatives of the owners but they said the donut holes are there, the ribs are there, so I'm going to check it out and see. Of course, my taste buds maybe changed uh, over the past 40 years, so we'll see about that. And uh, so I posted another photo right before, uh, just last night, and it showed the sign, you know, like the bowling signs. You know, it said, Brandy, oh, that took me back. That took me back. So, you know, that's one of the wonderful, that's one of the best restaurants that's missed that people still talk about to this day, you know, on the South side. Oh, if you lived in Chicago, Oakland, Evergreen Park, Burbank, that was it. That was great. Uh, we need to bring it back, <laughs> you know, in that location. I doubt it. I really doubt it. Okay. Right now I'm going to uh, talk about the Chicago weather forecasters of the past and the present. First, we're going to go into a commercial break. And uh, this program is brought to you by Lincoln Carpeting. And you know the jingle. It'll it won't leave your head for days. So here is Lincoln Carpeting. When you're thinking Lincoln, Lincoln, better carpeting for this National 29,000 National 29 Okay, everyone, I'm back. I warned you about that commercial. It's very catchy. I love it. You know, it's uh, you can find it on YouTube, the Lincoln Carpeting song. They have a few commercials. Anyway, second thing I will discuss is the uh, weather forecasters of the past and the present, and uh, I will mention some names and uh, memories of that. Uh, like, for example, uh, Harry Volkman. Wonderful man. Oh, I adored him. He was wonderful. My mom was crazy about him. Every time he was on the day, she was, she loved him. He, he, he felt like a relative, you know, a close relative. He made you feel comfortable. You know, he was a, uh, he visited schools while he did his job. Uh, he was supposed to come to my grade school in the seventies, but, uh, that was a rumor that fell through. And, uh, I mentioned this in a story, or maybe on a podcast, maybe I did, I, I don't know, that um, at the time, the principal of my school was a priest, and he was too against a lot of things. You know, he's too strict. I don't know. He was just a bore. <laughs> and uh, I guess they contacted him, and he probably said, no, 
we don't want him here. I never, I never forgave him for that. And uh, but my my younger brother uh, told me that he Harry did visit his class, and that was in the early eighties. Oh, good for him. I wish I was there. Of course, Harry Vulcan worked at all TV stations in Chicago, except uh, I think one. He worked on Channel 2, Channel 5, Channel, let's see, Channel 9, Channel 32, but not Channel 7. I don't know how that happened. So uh, I remember he uh, he went to Channel 5, Channel 9. He switched around in the 60s and all that. He, and then at the end, he worked at Channel 32, I remember watching him, but then he retired. So, uh, but he made a lot of personal appearances on the, you know, around Chicago. His son, uh, Eddie Volkman, is is the DJ. You heard him on the radio on B96. He's also on Star 96, Star 97, I think. And, uh, you know, I I talked to him a few, uh, Eddie, I talked a few times on uh, Facebook, on social media. Very nice guy. Very nice man. Awesome. Uh, I love your dads very much. I, I, he was awesome. Okay. And uh, the other weatherman I want to talk about is uh, John Coughlin. He was on Channel 2. Very nice man. Uh, on Channel 7, I remember, no, excuse me, Channel 5 was Jen Tillman. And uh, he was a, also a pilot for American Airlines. And he did that on uh, first African American. To, I think he was the first one to fly a plane. I don't know. Or work for American Airlines. He probably did. I did a story on him on my blog, blog, also about Harry Volkman. If you check it out, you do a search. And uh, I enjoyed watching him. I really did. He was on Channel 5 much of the 70s and 80s. And then he went to Channel 2 briefly. And uh, then he retired to Phoenix. And uh, he died uh, maybe about a year ago or two. And uh, he was, he also did a TV show called Tempo Tillman or Tillman Tillman. <laughs> you know, I remember that. You know, that was, uh, that was interesting. It was on WMAQ TV, Channel 5, interview people. You know, I, I caught a couple shows when I was little. He was very good, very good interviewing people. That was, uh, that was very nice. And let's see, well, who else? Uh, can't think of, there was a, a weather forecaster in the 50s. His name was Clint Yule. He was the first one. At the, it was called WNBQ, NBQ, then WMQ on Channel 5. So um, let's see, what else I got on top of my head? Uh, they had some strange uh, weather forecasts, like, for example, John Coleman on Channel 7. <laughs> he had these fancy maps, and he was smiling all the time. Very happy, too happy, if you ask me. But I liked him. I really did. And I missed him. Uh, when I visited San Diego about 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, there he was doing the weather. It was like it was like uh, being at home. You know, and he was great. You know, he was there for a long time, long time. He's also uh, responsible for the Weather Channel when it started. I remember the the, the headlines of that. Okay, and uh, the funny thing about Channel 7, there was a weatherman called Dr. Dave Iser. Now, I thought he was a meteorologist, but I heard he was a doctor in podiatry. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I don't know who who hired him, why, or like, but he disappeared. He was gone. I don't know what happened to him. 
you know, and uh, of course it was Jerry Taft. He did Channel Seven. He was wonderful. You know, he was on Channel Five, then they moved to Channel Seven, and then he retired, and then he died not too long ago. You know, nice man, very nice man. I remember on Channel Five was Jim Hill. He had a deep voice, you know, but uh, he was a good man, you know. He was a good man. And last but not least, here's a weatherman that I remembered. Uh, I never saw him, but a lot of people from the 50s and 60s did, and that was P.J. Hoff. And uh, he has an inter- I talked about him on an early podcast episode, and uh, he started uh, in the 50s, starting about 1955, and uh, he did the weather while... Fahey Flynn was doing the news on Channel 2 and WBBM before he moved to WLS. He did that. And uh, he also had these weather kits. And also when he uh, explained the weather on the air, he had these maps with these cartoon characters. And they looked very funny, you know. And But he was endearing. He took the magic markers and drew clouds, the sun, thunderbolts, lightning, you know. His real name was Piercy J. Hofstrom. He shortened his name. And uh, he was born in Mounds, Oklahoma. Worked at uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And then he came to Chicago. And uh, when my mother got married in Greece and first came to America, she's trying to learn English, learning, watching, you know, television shows. Uh, she told me that she saw P.J. Hoff, and she understood what he said. It's amazing, you know, and he, and he was explaining the way. That, and thank God he used pictures. <laughs> so so my mom got a general idea of what he was talking about. And the uh, other character, he had a couple characters. Um, it was the, the vice president in charge of looking out the window. <laughs> and also Mr. Yellen Cuss. And I think there was another character. I forgot who it was. Anyway... So he was a, he was a fascinating man, and uh, he retired in 1968, and John Coughlin took over his job. And he, you know he retired in 1968, moved to I think Georgia or South Carolina, and then um, you know he died uh, in 1981. Yeah, he died in Georgia. So and he, yeah, he just disappeared. He just relaxed and all that, and uh, he was like a grandfather type. You know, in his pictures and all that. I found this uh, weatherman kit on eBay long, long time ago. Or one of his maps, you know, they had them on sale. The original maps that he drew. And uh, they were sold out quickly. They really were. And uh, so B.J. Huff was uh, one of a kind. You know, and people still, you know, kids today would not know who he is. You know, they're not into, they're into splashy special effects, not like uh, drawings or sketches or stuff like that. No, 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 no. Okay. Also other, uh, but I still watch the weather. Like everyone else, every day you watch Tom Skilling. Wonderful man. Great man. Was on Channel 9, Paul Conrad, then the others, you know. And Channel 5, you have Brant Miller. And uh, Channel 7, you know, you have some... Or need, like Larry Mowry, uh, Cheryl Scott, and, and the rest of the gang. So Channel 2, uh, let's see, they keep changing uh, weather people. That 
And the, oh, there was also Roger Trimsta. He did channel. He was on Channel Nine, and uh, he's still alive. And I think he wrote a book. And he's in his nineties. Oh, God bless him. You know, I remember him. What a nice man. What a nice man. And uh, but like I said before, I still watch the weather. And uh, Tom Skilling. Oh my God, he's like an encyclopedia of weather. You ask him a question, boom, he'll know it. You know, <laughs> a lot of people make fun of him because he's boring. Well, not at all. Not to me. <laughs> He's fast. It's fascinating to listen to him. Fascinating. He's one of a kind. Good man. Okay. Uh, that'll be all for today for uh, episode 103, season five of Vanishing Online Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanez, and thank you for listening to me today. I had a fun, I enjoyed talking. And the uh, next episode will be uh, probably Tuesday. I'll see what we'll dis- I'll think about what I'll discuss. And uh, so I hope everyone will have a a good day and bye-bye for now from me. And here's a little traveling music from Ray Rayner saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everybody. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.